Hello and welcome to another edition of uh, MANA Podcast. I'm Pastor Jeff Glenn and it's my pleasure to take you through the Word each week. And today we are in Genesis chapter 21. And so we see that the Bible is full of descriptions of messy individual relationships. And I hope that in our first 20 chapters of Genesis that, that it hasn't been a discouragement to you but rather a source of encouragement, this fact that the Bible records all this messiness in relationships. Um, by that I mean that you know what, what we see in Scripture a lot of times is describing the messiness of our sin and our interpersonal relationships, um, but we also see God working despite human failures, and that includes our own human failures. And so we, we don't see... Um, condemnation for those, but rather we see God's faithfulness to work through those. And so um, on the other end of that, we don't want to mistake that for some kind of free pass that we can just do whatever we want because God's going to cover that failure. Um, So we're not necessarily allowed to act however we please without the consequences, and and we'll see plenty of consequences today. Um, These these failures... um, are described as sin in the Bible, and they're common to every human being, and they're, they're part of what we learned about earlier in Genesis, as we just described the fall. When Genesis, in Genesis um, 3, 4, where Adam and Eve um, eat of the, of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they are kicked out of the garden, and that's when sin and death entered the world. And so, because of Adam and Eve's failure, we see ourselves on this side of the garden, and that does not leave God, however, unable to work. We see him at work in Scripture, and so we'll see that, that today. Um, we'll also see the consequences of sin. Um, and it, it's always, it always seems to be rooted in disbelief, um, you know, disbelief in the character and nature of God, that, that somehow we doubt his ability um, to, to bring about what he's told us, or, or we, we doubt or disbelieve what he's told us about himself, and we think that we can act according to how we think is best. And this is a form of pride, and this form of pride um, causes many to sin, thinking that um, they know better than God, if not necessarily by their thoughts, but certainly by their actions. And so we see that today with Sarah and Abraham. Prior to chapter 21, we, we read about their desire to have a, have a child, and um, we read about God's promise to make them the parents of a great nation. And then we see their disbelief manifest in the fact that um, they sought a way for themselves to, to bear a child. And so by Sarah offering her maidservant Hagar to Abraham as a means to, to bring about this child, we, we see this display of, of their pride thinking they know best, their disbelief in God's promises. And in this, we see Hagar bear a son named Ishmael, and almost immediately Sarah's jealousy uh, gets the better of her. And immediately there's strife between Hagar and Sarah. And so that's where we pick up in chapter 21. And so it's now 14 or 15 years later, and uh, Ishmael's you know, 14 or 15 years old, and, um, and as promised, the Lord visits Sarah. And 
as he said, it says here in 21.1, and the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did for Sarah as he had spoken. And so what the Lord says he will do, um, it's our job to believe in that and not try to take matters into our own hands. But 14 or 15 years later, um, speaking of the promise, um, we're now seeing more relational consequences from this. So this promise that was spoke by the Lord uh, 15 years earlier is now come to uh, fulfillment when the Lord returns to, to Sarah. And this is the fulfillment of that promise when, in verse 2, and it says, For Sarah conceived and bore Abraham a son in his old age at the time set of which God had spoken to him. So, so God had already set this time in history, um, and he was speaking of this time uh, to Abraham and Sarah all along. However, they didn't trust in that. So um, we see um, that this, this throwback to Sarah in the tent when she names her child Isaac. Isaac means uh, laughter. And so this remembers uh, Sarah's joyful laughter in the tent when she heard that she was going to, to bring about a son, and then also pointing to the, the joy and the laughter that he would bring her and, and others as well. And so, but unfortunately, this, this, this joy doesn't last for very long because unfortunately our sin follows us. And even though forgiveness is available and Jesus' blood washes away our sin, it doesn't wash away the consequence um, either. And so after Isaac was weaned, Sarah saw Ishmael laughing is what it says here. Um, some versions will say scoffing or mocking um, but or maybe even teasing. But um, we, we see, because it's the same word, so it's the same word um, when Sarah says in verse 6, um, God made me laugh. And it's the same word here when it says that, that Sarah saw um, Isaac, or not Isaac, but Ishmael laughing. And it's interesting that um, Ishmael is not named in all of uh, chapter 21. He's called something like the son of Hagar or Hagar's son. He's never named. We only see Isaac named. But we know who we're, ta who we're talking about um, in verse 9 when it said, And Sarah saw the son of Hagar, the Egyptian, whom she bore to Abraham, scoffing. So that word scoffing and then earlier laughing. So it's the same word. But the context we, we see in Galatians 5.29, speaking of this incident, um, Paul writes, But as he who was born according to the flesh then persecuted him who was born according to the Spirit, even so it is now. And so the one born according to the flesh, Ishmael mocking or persecuting here, the one who was born according to the Spirit. So we see then that, that Abraham, even though it was very displeasing to him, um, he sought the Lord and, and comforted, and the God comforted him because this, um, this mama bear, Sarah, came out when she saw Ishmael mocking or teasing or taunting regarding the birthright is probably the context that um, she wanted Hagar and her son banished. And so in, we see that Abraham seeks the Lord, and it says here, 11 through 13, And the matter was very displeasing in Abraham's sight because of his son. And God said to Abraham, Do not let it be displeasing in your sight, 
because of the lad or because of your bondwoman, whatever Sarah has said to you, listen to her voice, for in Isaac your seed shall be called. Yet I will also make a nation of the son of the bondwoman, because he is your seed. So we have this, this promise here, the similar promise to Ishmael that he did to, to Isaac um, to comfort Abraham. And so the next relational issue that we see is this ongoing relationship between Abimelech and Abraham. So if we remember, Abimelech had given Abraham the silver and the livestock after Abraham and Sarah had lied to him. Um, he then told Abraham that he could dwell anywhere in, in his territory. And so that's where we find Abraham in chapter 21, when we see Abimelech coming to him and engaging, engaging him in this uh, conversation in hopes to initiate a covenant ensuring peace, uh, most likely because he sees that Abraham is starting uh, to, to grow his family. And so Abraham agrees, but then he does something very instructing for us rega- regarding conflict. He brings up a potential problematic concern, maybe something that can maybe can even cause more strife. But but he he does so um, in chapter twenty one verse twenty five. Um, then Abraham rebuked Abimelech because of a well of water which Abimelech's servants had seized. Then Abimelech said, "I do not know who has done this thing. You did not tell me, nor I had heard of it till this day." And so. What we see here is this, this well that Abraham had, had dug, but Abimelech's servants had seized. And so essentially Abraham's saying, yes, Abimelech, I'm willing to, to enter into this peace covenant with you, but we have this one unresolved issue with this well over here that could become thorny if we don't get it resolved today. And so um, they did. And we see that um, Abimelech... Uh, so that he didn't know anything about it. It wasn't part of what he had instructed. And so um, the implication is that he made it right because then we see Abraham taking sheep and oxen and giving them to Abimelech, uh, which is a, uh, again, a, 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 for this purpose of this covenant. And so I can picture the previous covenant that Abraham and the Lord made where they cut the covenant. Remember when they, when they cut the animals and, and laid them aside and walked in the middle and met in the middle. So I can picture that happening here uh, with these animals that they were, the, the sheep and the oxen. And then uh, for good measure, on top of that, Abraham in verse 28 gets seven ewe lambs of the flock and sends them to Abimelech. And Abimelech says in verse 29, what is the meaning of this? And uh, Abraham says um, that they may be a witness that I have dug this well. And so again, another, another offering that, that says, hey, um, we're agreed in this issue being resolved. So Abraham sought to resolve this issue in, in a generous way to make sure that this wasn't something that was going to come between them later. Um, and then we also see that the, the, the last big thing here is in verse 33, as we wrap up this chapter, Abraham plants this uh, tamarisk tree in Beersheba, where this is all taking place, and there called on the name of the Lord, the everlasting God. So it's this, it's this picture, this word picture for us that, that um, 
that the Lord is the everlasting God with the emphasis on the everlasting and, and, and all that goes with that. So like, like our ability to, to, to not mess up is, is going to be very temporary. Our ability to keep some kind of a covenant is going to be very temporary, but not with the Lord. The Lord is everlasting, so he's everlasting good. He's everlasting. He provides us with, with provision and protection and um, even the covenant that he makes with us um, is everlasting. His promises are everlasting and on and on. Anything with the Lord is everlasting, not, not so with us. And so like Abraham, we serve the same everlasting God. And so until next week, stay in the word and stay encouraged. Thank you.